Okay, I want to welcome you to today's podcast. Um, I want to talk to you just a few minutes this morning or this afternoon about persecution. Um, hopefully, will be a blessing to to you. I'm sorry, uh, but uh, persecution. If you've studied the early history of the church in the least little bit, you will find out that it was normal when the church first started in the first century. Uh, Jesus said in John fifteen eighteen, he said, if they hated me, they're going to hate you. And then a couple of verses down, he said, if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. A lot of people doesn't realize this, but the apostle Paul, who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, at one time he was a great persecutor of the church. Uh, he went as far as to say, I persecuted this way unto the death. But you can read about Paul's conversion in Acts chapter 9. Um, and, and after his conversion, he became such an effective leader. Uh, and, and, I, and I'm talking within days of his conversion that the Jews then was going to kill him. So the person that was killing Christians had now become a Christian, and he's going to be uh, killed because he is a Christian. And it was so bad that uh, the disciples had to put him in a basket and lower him from the wall uh, to get him out of the city in one piece. Um, and let's let's just be real here for just a for just a moment. Uh, for the, for the most part in the United States of America, the church really has not suffered persecution. I mean, let's just be real. Oh, some people may make fun of us and kid us and call us Jesus freaks and, uh, and, and such like. But, I mean, to say we've really been persecuted, and, and oh, I'm sure there's little pockets here and there where churches have really been persecuted and Christians, but nothing severe. And, and, and if we would be honest and really look at it, the shame of the church in the 20th and 21st century is we don't give the world a reason to persecute us. Now think about that. Do we really give the world a reason to persecute us? Uh, we know this uh, for the, uh, many of us, we know the same dirty jokes. Uh, we watch the same filth. Uh, on TV, uh, we go to theaters and watch the filth. Uh, if we would be honest, there is zero difference uh, in, in our lifestyles many times. The only difference is if we're not careful, and I'm not including everybody in this, but if we're not careful, the only difference in our life will be is we go to church on Sunday. But other than that, we're the same old rat we were Monday as everybody else is. Uh, some people use the excuse for watching filth. Oh, well, there was nothing else on. Now, now, now think about that. We, we're going to stand before God. And uh, uh, us having to be entertained was so important that we would watch filth. And we're going to look the creator of all things in the face and say, well, you know, there was nothing else on. Listen, where does it say God has to keep us entertained? Where does it say we have to watch TV at all? Uh, not necessarily, and I'm not knocking TV. I'm not against TV. Our house has got so many TVs, I could preach on it every day. But uh, do do we honestly think uh, that excuse is going to stand? There was nothing else to watch. Well, don't watch anything. Act like a man and woman of God. Amen? But in some parts of the world, 
if we claim to be a Christian, it is an invitation to trouble. In some of these Islamic countries, if you're a Christian, you face death every day. If, if you're a Christian, you face imprisonment every day. If you're a Christian, it could mean your own family disowns you. Your own family disowns you. A minister I know was having a baptism service. I cannot remember the country. I am almost positive it was one of the African countries. But they were having a baptism service. Uh, and he noticed that everybody that was going to be baptized that night was bringing most of their personal belongings uh, with them. So he asked the pastor of the church, he said, you know, what's, what, what's the deal here with them bringing all their belongings? And that pastor told him, he said, because they know today when they're baptized, they won't ever be able to go back home. Their family dis will disown them. They will be shunned from the community. In China, uh, 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 I know a, a preacher that was over in uh, uh, China preaching, and he said he asked the, the church he was preaching at about persecution, and he said they looked at him uh, uh, pretty much shocked and as if to say, well, isn't this the way it's supposed to be? I mean, if you're really a Christian, aren't you supposed to be persecuted? But let's just be honest. In our country, the United States, and I'm thankful for this. Believe me, I'm not complaining. We have been fairly blessed when it comes to persecution. But I'm also going to be honest with you about something. I believe with all my heart there is a certain political party in America, and I'm not going to say whether they're Republicans or Democrats or Independents. I'm not going to say. But I believe with all of my heart, if this one political party is the ruling party in America, let's just get real. Uh, this party has no place for God. They, they, God is unwelcome in their party. Uh, most of their beliefs, in many ways, are perverted beliefs. They're anti-God. And unless we are just blind, or we can be honest with ourselves, everybody who's listening know what party that is. And notice, I did not mention any party that this was. I called out three parties, and I said, one of these parties is so anti-God, it's obvious. Amen? But right now in the United States, we are suffering what I call a soft persecution. And what I mean by that, uh, we're not, there's no violence that I know of coming against Christian folk. Now, maybe something's going on somewhere that I don't know about, and it's not on the news. But for the most part, we're ridiculed, maybe. Uh, we might be threatened. Our church, they may say, hey, your church is going to lose its 401 tax-exempt status if you don't straighten up. So you, need, you Christians need to keep your little book in its place. In other words, the church building. I believe the church is uh, marginalized in many ways. And what I mean by that, hey, you Christians are irrelevant to society you're not important. What you have to say, we are not interested in hearing. You know, Paul, in one of his uh, pastoral letters, to T uh, he, he wrote to a young man named Timothy. He was a young man pastoring older people. 
But he said, Timothy, they that live godly, and this is in 2 Timothy 3, he said, Timothy, they that live godly in Christ Jesus are going to suffer persecution. And in that same chapter, he told him, endure hardness as a good soldier. Now, what do you think that hardness was he was enduring? It was persecution. Peter, in his letter to some Christians, in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 1, he said, For as much then has Christ, as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, he said, Arm yourselves likewise. And, and in, in, in his other letter, 2 Peter 2, 9, he says that God knows how to deliver the righteous out of temptation and to reserve the unjust until the day of judgment. But I'm here, hopefully, to give you some good news. Although I do believe persecution is on its way to the American church, don't panic. God will give us the necessary grace to stand in a time of persecution. And what I mean by grace is God's favor. God will empower His church to do the right thing during times of persecution. But a lot of people don't realize this. The church has always thrived under times of persecution. If you will read in Acts chapter 8 verses 1 through I think it's 4 or maybe down to verse 5, it says there was a great persecution that came against the church. And because of that Christians were scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria. Now what did they do? when they were scattered abroad. It says they took the gospel with them and proclaimed it everywhere they were ran. <laughs> so when they got ran out of one town, they took the gospel to another town. And it may come to that in America. Hopefully, I mean, we'll take the gospel, but hopefully we won't be run out of town. But what did they do when they were scattered? Verse 4 says, They that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the gospel. What's the gospel? The good news of Jesus Christ, that Christ died on the sins, died on the cross for our sins, and that no matter what, we can't make ourselves right with God, but Jesus came and he suffered and died on a cross and raised his own self from the dead so that we could have a right standing with God. He paid a penalty for us that we owed, but we couldn't pay. He didn't know it, but he paid it. Can you say amen? We read in Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas got beaten and thrown into a Philippian jail for just simply preaching the gospel. And uh, and later, because of uh, it says at midnight, Paul and Silas began to sing praises to God. It says a great earthquake happened, and the uh, the jailer uh, it said all the doors flew open, and the jailer thought all the prisoners. Uh, had escaped, and he was getting ready to commit suicide because he knew he would be executed uh, if th if even one of those prisoners got out. And he's getting ready to commit suicide, and Paul said, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Uh, nobody's run off. The, the Bible says the jailer came in trembling and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And Paul said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house. He was telling that jailer, if you will put your trust in Jesus Christ and your household puts, will put their faith in Jesus Christ, they will be saved. So you see, 
even here they were beaten and managed to get the jailer saved because God sent an earthquake and and busted all the doors (laughs) of the jailhouse open. And here a man uh, who was guarding them ends up getting saved. So let me close with this thought. Don't panic when persecution comes. Uh, Persecution should be a normal way of life for the believer, but God always gives sufficient grace for us as his church to do what we are supposed to do. So with that, I'm going to close with this prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you that you died for us and that you raised your own self from the dead. Your word declares that you have power to lay your life down and to take it up again. And God, I don't know what the future holds for America, but I do know this. You hold the future. And Jesus, I pray that you empower your church, especially in America, to that we would start, uh, if we need to repent of any known sin, we repent, and that we would fall more and more in love with you. And Jesus, if or when that persecution comes, you're going to be there to give us the strength to do what needs to be done. In your holy name, we ask this. Amen. Uh, Once again, we thank you for listening to the podcast. You can hear us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify Podcast, uh, Breaker Audio, Overcast Podcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Uh, I think it's radiopublic.com. But we thank you for listening, and we hope you were a blessing. We hope we were a blessing. You were a blessing to us. God bless you. Amen.